It's Randy Kugler, and this is Racing with RK, Episode 1. This podcast is something I've been thinking about doing for a while, and I finally decided I'd take a crack at it, so bear with me. This is my first run at this, but I really wanted to just take some time when I attend these events that I'm announcing at during the year to share my experiences, talk about some of the people I've met, the race officials and promoters, the drivers, the families, and just share with you some of those experiences and dialogues I have with them and and also um, even some local dining spots when you get to these venues some places that are good to go to because you're always looking at a good place to eat while you're there talk about some upcoming events some I'll be attending some I won't be and also what I like to call the karting connection talk about some drivers that have moved up the ladder in motorsports and in some cases working with underfunded teams but still doing a, a heck of a job so let's start off with the first event I went to this year it was the Buckeye Karting Challenge, their race number one of their series. It was a Thompson Kart Raceway. For those of you that aren't familiar with the Buckeye Karting Challenge, this is a series that took off about three years ago, started by Scott Smith and Scott Benton. These are two racing enthusiasts out of Ohio that had a vision that Ohio needed a state championship. So they put that vision and they put it on paper and then they put it into action and just did a a bang-up job. Last year, they averaged well over 100 entries at a race. Although practice is on Saturday, it's basically a one-day show when it comes to the actual racing. And and there's no qualifying. It's a P-pick with two two heat races, heads up on the first, invert on the second, and then total points to run the third where all the the results wind up. The the finish is the third heat. So uh, they've really created a grassroots series with a real gratification for the drivers at the end you win it you're the Buckeye State champ and last year uh, they had just an unbelievable banquet it was uh, it was pretty cool had some great racers had Lake Speed come to the banquet to do a, a speech they have really taken this to the next level and I commend them for it I'm glad to be a part of it I'm going to announce a few of their races this year so I'm really excited about that and excited that I can be a part of such a great series and certainly in my home state of Ohio so Hats off to the two Scots, Scott Smith and Scott Benton, for making this happen. And I can't wait till the next one that I can attend. I believe that's going to be probably Fremont in August. So um, anyway, good series. If you guys ever get a chance, you should try to try to get over there too. And next, the next uh, race actually on the schedule is July 19th at Port Washington, Ohio. If, um, if you can make it down to that at the old uh, Cougar Raceway, now Atkins Raceway Park is race number two of the Buckeye Karting Challenge. Uh, The next stop I made was over the 4th of July weekend. I announced the Goodland Grand Prix, which was race number one of the Southern Indiana Racing Association, or CIRA, as many people know it. My first experience with CIRA, certainly my first visit to the Goodland Grand Prix, but I met a cool guy last year at the Battle at the Brickyard in Indianapolis. His name's Dylan Hall. Dylan's the chief of police in Goodland, Indiana, and he runs this race every year, the Goodland Grand Prix, where they set up a temporary circuit in downtown Goodland. It's about nine-tenths of a mile, and they have a festival. They have concerts. They have a food a food truck vendor's row, so to speak. Uh, they have uh, tractor pulls. They've got uh, skydivers on Sunday that come in. And one of the coolest things they did, as we all know, our graduates, the high school graduates this year have been kind of robbed because of this virus and they haven't had a graduation. 
he made the 2020 seniors of the local high school the Grand Marshal this year. And they have a parade where they have a, a bunch of cars that come down and, and make a lap around the track, and they're different local merchants and sponsors and just a lot of cool stuff. Well, one of the floats had these kids on the float. And they come off one by one. We introduced them, and then they got a group picture taken. And we give them a little gratification for being able to uh, to accomplish uh, their goal of obviously graduating high school and moving on to uh, bigger and better things. So hats off to Dylan Hall, class act, uh, really a cool guy. We had a lot of fun over the weekend, and I hope I can get back there next year because uh, it, it was it was just a blast, and it was really a, a great experience for me. Racing was great. A couple of things I remember about the race that weekend, uh, Garrett Powell, which is a, a veteran of the Southern Indiana Racing Association, was dominant in the classes he raced. But at the end of the day, Bruce Boudreau, which is the head of the Southern Indiana Racing Association, put together a special fan appreciation race where they took all the yellow 206 senior drivers and no entry fee, just put them into a class, into a race, and ran them out there for 10 laps. And the first three positions, in no particular order, each got a $100 bill from the Southern Indiana Racing Association. It was a great battle. Garrett Powell took off with the early lead, and Ayrton Houck, or Hoke, I should say, Ayrton Hoke, who was a young driver that came out of mid-Ohio the day before. He was helping a fellow racer with his F-1600 car. Uh, came, drove all night, him and, his, him and his family drove all night to get to Goodland to race Sunday morning. He started from scratch in all the races during the day, but he qualified up near the front for the fan appreciation race. He and Garrett had a great battle. He passed Garrett. Garrett tried to get him back, couldn't quite do it, and Ayrton ended up winning the fan appreciation race. So those are kind of cool stories that uh, make karting the great sport that it is, and I was I was glad I could be there and, and be a part of it. While I was at the Goodland Grand Prix, uh, my wife and I went to dinner one night at a place called The Good Table. The Good Table is a restaurant in Kentland, Indiana, which is where we stayed at the Red Roof Inn. I would recommend if you're going to go to the Goodland Grand Prix, the Red Roof Inn is probably the best place to stay. Nice nice little hotel there. The, uh, the Good Table is just good old home cooking. We had roasted chicken, but they had desserts, they had pies, they had steak, they had, you know, just everything you can imagine. Home cooking. So again, the good table in Kentland, Indiana. If you're going to go to the to the uh, to the Goodland Grand Prix and go out to dinner one night, make it to the good table. Also, all the food vendors were fantastic, but one that sticks out was Krabby Mike's. Krabby Mike's was one of the food vendors. He had a food truck there for the event. He had a stuffed baked potato. This potato was huge. And it was stuffed with cheese and jalapenos and barbecue. It was amazing. And the potato was freshly baked. So again, you get to the Goodland Grand Prix, you got to have a stuffed baked potato at Krabby Mike's. It's, uh, it's well worth it, believe me. The, uh, the next events that I'll be attending on the, uh, on the circuit will be the uh, Charlotte Sprint Track Grand Nationals. I say the Charlotte Sprint Track because the Charlotte Sprint Track is a new venue it was just recreated from many years past at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, as we all know, there was a track at Charlotte Motor Speedway that had many historic races, both national events along with international events, and a lot of great memories there. But for a lot of reasons, that track kind of got kicked by the wayside. There was a, 
there was a sinkhole at one end of it that kind of destroyed part of the track. So we just kind of, WK for obvious reasons, just kind of shied away from having events at the Charlotte Sprint Track. Well, thanks to Charlotte Motor Speedway and the hard work of, of the WKA, uh, the Charlotte Sprint Track is reborn. Fresh pavement, and I've talked to my buddy Mike Geeson at a race I'll tell you about in a minute, and Mike was telling me how great it was. He went out and tested it, and he said uh, the track is good, if not better, than it was before. So I'm really excited to get down there to the uh, to the Sprint Grand Nationals for WKA. It's going to be a trip down memory lane for me. I'll get to the announcing and talk to some great people and some great drivers, see some old friends I haven't seen in a long time, and, and that's that's going to be fun. I can't wait. I wanted to mention, <coughs> excuse me, that uh, I did get to see an old friend, Mike Eason, and his uh, his dad, Brian, his uh, sister, Melanie, great karting family from back in the day. I mean, I knew Mike and Melanie when they were just little, little kids, and now, of course, they're adults. And Brian, what a great guy. Uh, but I got to visit them when I did some announcing on Friday at the Vintage Karting uh, Nationals out of Newcastle Motorsports Park, promoted by Jeff Brown. That was awesome. I was part of the induction ceremony for the Hall of Fame for Vintage Karting, where Rick Chapman, a good friend of mine for about 40 years, Neil Keller, which was one of the cornerstones of the World Karting Association, which is also a podcast I'm going to do, which is the history of the early years of the World Karting Association, my involvement, the first about the first 35 years of world karting from, from its inception in 1971 till when I stepped down as president in 2007 and just share with you some of my memories and, and what, what I, you might take of what we did and, and the experiences we had and some of the great racing and great drivers that come out of that era. So that'll be in another podcast I'll be doing here in the not too distant future. But I got to see some old friends like Neil Keller who was inducted into the Hall of Fame as well, and Mike Birdsell, which Mike Birdsell is probably the only driver maybe ever that will race in seven decades. But his first race as a competitor was in the 1950s, and he's raced in every decade after that. So he's uh, he's a pioneer for sure and well-deserving of his Hall of Fame induction. So just a great time to be there. It's always good to be around the Dismores. They have such a tremendous facility at Newcastle. It's as good as any I've ever been to. The Racers Cafe, by the way, if you ever go to Newcastle, don't worry about finding a place to eat. Eat at the Racers Cafe, which is right there at the track. Best track food uh, you're ever going to find. Uh, certainly some of the best. I know G&J Cartway's got a pretty doggone good concession stand. I will tell you the Racers Cafe is a true restaurant where you go in, you sit down, and you eat and have some tremendous food as well. So uh, good times there at Newcastle. And... Um, also, Mike Adams, the track manager there, just a fine person. It just doesn't get any better than that. He's good people, and he does one heck of a job running the Newcastle Motorsports Park and taking care of his customers. He he not only understands Customer 101, he lives it, and uh, believe me, he could teach a class on it because he knows how to take care of the customer, and that's the success story for any business. So he's uh, he's for sure got it going on. The end of July and first couple of days in August is certainly one of my favorites events of the, events of the year, and that is the battle at the Brickyard Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The Indianapolis Motor Speedway was something as a kid that I grew up just admiring. I I would get chills and listen to the radio every time the Indy 500 was on because back when I was a kid, it wasn't on TV. 
well, now I have the ability, uh, thanks to uh, Mike Burrell and, and all the, the folks at USAC Karting, to be the announcer for the fourth year at the Battle at the Brickyard. And I will tell you, it is an honor. This is an event like no other. Uh, tremendous crowd. They always get 300 plus entries. We call it the biggest karting club event in the world. And it truly is because it's got a lot of grassroots racers. The track is designed in such a way that they start everybody. We've had as many as 50 to 60 kart fields take the green flag because the track's so big. Everybody has a blast. Friday night, we do the lap of the speedway where everybody gets out there and there's about 250 to 300 go-karts and they're lapping the Indianapolis Motor Speedway with pace cars. It is amazing and it's something that for a lot of, a lot of drivers, it is the thrill of a lifetime. Uh, driver comes in off the track, he wins his uh, main event, he gets his bottle of milk to pour over himself, he gets the wreath, it, you know, we sing, uh, we don't, but, uh, but we have someone sing back home again in Indiana before the, before the, uh, the event start on Sunday. Just uh, a unique event that's like no other. If you've never been to the Battle at the Brickyard, you need to go. If you have been there, I'm sure I'll see you for this one because you'll be coming back because it's just such a tremendous event. So next, it's the, um, as I said, it's the last, I believe it's the uh, 31st, 1st and 2nd, something like that, of, uh, of July and August. That very last weekend of July slash first weekend of August is the Battle at the Brickyard. Go to usackcarding.com or USAC Carding Facebook page to learn more. But it is just a, a great event and something if you've never been there, you need to go. Other upcoming events, uh, July 17th through the 19th is the uh, the Hoosier Grand Prix at Newcastle Motorsports Park. That's the uh, USPKS, US Pro Kart Series. This is a series that in my opinion is the, the best sprint series by far in the country. Uh, it's uh, certainly Carter friendly. It's grown by leaps and bounds. They've got a good limit on their classes. All the classes are, are healthy. The competition is unbelievable. The awards are great. They've got a year-end awards program that's phenomenal. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that there's one common denominator with this series and it's Mark Coates. Mark is a karting enthusiast through and through. He lives it, he breathes it, he loves it. And it is his series, The Buck Stops with Mark. But I will tell you from my own experience, I was his announcer for the first three years of the series, that he has the Carters first and foremost in his mind. When you pull into the facility, he will make sure you get your parking spot. He'll shake your hand, he'll thank you for being there, and he'll make sure you have a good experience. And the team he's assembled around him uh, understands customer 101 as well. So the U.S. Pro Card Series coming up July 17th through the 19th at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Cup Carts North America, which is another series that's relatively new. I think they're in their third or fourth season. Uh, Greg Jasperson and Steve Vermeer headed this up a while back. It's an LO206 series for Briggs & Stratton. It started off slow. They were getting their feet wet. They were learning what would work, what wouldn't. And now it's taken off. This is by far the uh, the top four cycle series in the country, the Cup Carts North America, and they'll be racing at Michiana Raceway Park, our good buddy Gary Lobaugh in South Bend, Indiana, July 24th through the 26th. So it's going to be um, some great events coming up. And don't forget, as I said, the next one I'll be at after Charlotte, uh, which is coming up uh, in another week, is the, um, 
Val at the Brickyard, the last, uh, last day of July, first two days of August. So a lot of good stuff going on there. I want to talk a little bit about current racing and not just karting, but uh, racing in general. Uh, you know, there's been just a lot of crazy stuff going on, a lot of politics getting involved in racing, a lot of feelings have been hurt, a lot of bickering back and forth. And, and honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know which way to turn. I've been in racing ever since I could talk. I, 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 I ran my, I drove my first go-kart when I was about five years old, and that was about 60 years ago. I, I raced my first go-kart when I was about eight. So I've been a racing enthusiast, all forms of racing. And, uh, and it just, it hurts to see, you know, the, the, the decay of the fan base and a lot of these series, uh, the bickering back and forth for a lot of different reasons. And, uh, man, we just got to come together as a racing community and, and, and be as one and, and, and not, and not go there to hurt anybody or to offend anybody, but go there to race and have fun and support, you know, your, your fellow competitors. Cause that's why you got here in the first place. And I hope we can come to that, but I've been fortunate enough once I figured out this live streaming thing on my television to get the flow racing app. Let me tell you something. If you get the flow racing app, you're never short of good racing flow racing is a live streaming app that I have on my, uh, my Roku. And if you've never watched it, you need to check it out. They've got practically all the USAC midget sprint car and silver crown events. They have most of the events at Eldora. They have the all-star circuit of champions, most of their events, and they're all live. I just watched eight of the nine nights live of the Ohio sprint speed week. And I, before that, I was watching the Indiana Midget Week, I think two weeks before that. The uh, Pennsylvania Speed Week will be coming up. These events are all live in sprint car racing on dirt and these little bull rings. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. I want to give a call out to a carter who uh, competes uh, quite often at uh, Fremont Raceway Park, the karting facility, and that's Cap Henry. Uh, Cap Henry, I believe, was the Attica race that I was watching. And Cap was... Uh, running he qualified well but he was running second i want to say it was kale conley that was leading and one of the the great veterans one of the most historic names in sprint car racing jack heldenschild child jack heldenschild was uh, was just all over cap back and forth i think he passed him a couple of times cap got him back and finally and as he said in his post-race interview jack showed him a different line on the racetrack so cap got uh, passed him back and then took off for the, the leader and with just a few laps left, made the pass and won the race. Just a tremendous job of driving by Cap Henry. Hats off to Cap for a great run. Uh, the class of the Ohio Sprint Speed Week after that has been mostly Rico Abreu and, of course, Kyle Larson. And Kyle had that misfortune of misspeaking on a, on a video game and lost his NASCAR ride. And he immediately went back to his roots of midget racing and dirt track racing and sprint cars. And he has won a lot of sprint car races. I want to say he won about five or six out of the nine sprint car races. I think he won five out of the nine of Ohio Sprint Speed Week. And he is a shoe, man. He gets up on the wheel. I watched him uh, last night. He was at Sharon. And Aaron Reitzel was trying to chase him down. And Kyle smacked the wall in turn two. And for most drivers, they'd have probably wadded it up and barrel rolled down the backstretch. 
but he just gathered it back up and kept the lead and won the race. And he's a he's a true competitor and a, a driver that I hope, you know what, if he keeps racing sprint cars and midgets, that's fine with me. But if he deserves an opportunity, and who knows? You know, I read an article with Robin Miller the other day where he's hoping they'll find a way to get him into IndyCar. What a great addition that would be to IndyCar Racing of Kyle Larson, who would be good on, on road courses because he's shown he can do well in a cup car on road courses. I think he could adapt to an IndyCar pretty well. Wouldn't it be great to get Kyle Larson in IndyCars? Speaking of IndyCars, Scott Dixon is on a roll. He's won the first three events in the IndyCar series. And now Road America, which had the doubleheader, he won that. That was his third. Then on Sunday, the second half of the doubleheader, uh, Felix Rosenquist won. Uh, Graham Rahal's been running well. He's a former carter that came up through the WK and uh, ranks and stars of carting. Uh, Santino Ferrucci's been doing extremely well. He's a former carter. And, of course, Ryan hunter Ray, which was, you know, just raced his whole young career with the WK, is probably the elder statesman right now in uh, – in IndyCar, and, uh, and Ryan's been running pretty decent as well. So uh, IndyCar still has that good element of karting that uh, you know makes us all so proud to see those guys do so well. I want to also call out a couple people that have some karting connections that are kind of working on underfunded teams but doing really well. And the first one is Johnny Davis, the owner of JD Motorsports. Johnny usually fields three to four cars for the Xfinity Series, and they're usually mid-pack. On occasion, they'll get a good run, but he just doesn't have the funding to really get out there and put up a top effort like some of the big teams do. But Jesse Little, Chad Little's son. Y'all remember Chad Little in the John Deere car back in the day? Well, Jesse Little went out there with the JD Motorsports car and finished the top 10 at Pocono in the Xfinity race. So hats off to JD Motorsports and Jesse Little. Kyle Weatherman and Mike Harmon Racing, which is very good friends, with Dylan Hall. In fact, uh, Mike uh, Mike Harmon was the Grand Marshal for the Goodland Grand Prix two years ago. Uh, has Kyle Weatherman behind the seat, and Kyle finished eighth at Kentucky at the Xfinity Series. So hats off to Mike Harmon Racing and Kyle Weatherman. And Michael McDowell, seventh place finish at the Brickyard. Uh, Michael is always there. He gets the most out of what he has. It's a solid team, but again, not the funding of the big teams. And Michael's always there for a good run, so Congratulations to Mike, Mike McDowell. Mike is a, a great driver and a, a good young man, and uh, I wish him all the success as he, he moves through his NASCAR career. Well, that about wraps up my first uh, podcast with Racing with RK. Hopefully uh, you guys will enjoy it. You guys and gals that are listening will enjoy it. I hope to bring you a few more, and I am going to be working on, as I said, a few episodes of uh, the history of WK as I remember it. So uh, I'm looking forward to that and kind of digging through the old magazines and kind of giving you what I remember of how things went down, especially in the beginning, why there was a WKA. But until then, I, I always like to remember the, uh, the words of Mike Trevisano. He's a local radio celebrity uh, personality that I listen to. And he's got a saying, uh, most recently especially, that I'm living in a world I don't understand. And I truly am. Uh, you know, restrictions are getting tighter again. We're wearing masks. Uh, we're restricting gatherings of large groups and social distancing and on and on and on. Man, I hope we get our get our lives back to the way they were. I'm not at all underplaying the virus. Obviously, it's had some horrible effects on a lot of people. But, boy, if there's any way on earth, uh, geez, you know, keep the faith. Uh, keep, uh, 
keep the lives of everyone in your prayers because this country needs your support right now and uh, we, we, we need to uh, we need to just all kind of work together. Uh, stick and ball sports are trying to open back up, but they're having a lot of uh, obstacles. I'm a big Ohio State football fan, and to tell you the truth, I don't know if we'll see an Ohio State football game this year. There's so many unknowns, and with the virus still pretty active, it's it's certainly possible that they just write off the whole season. That would be unfortunate, but but I, I would not be surprised if it happens. So until the next time, a race safe, race fast. Keep the faith, everybody. Uh, we'll catch up with you next time, and take care, and God bless. It's RK.